this computer. All right, I am here with Jeff Phillips. Uh, if you are not familiar with Jeff Phillips, I'm sure everyone in the world is, but uh, he's my friend, he's my pal, he's from Santiago, Chile. He leads the ministry called I Am, or I Am Ibero-American Ibero Ministries. Did I get that right? You did. Good okay. job. <laughs> How are you doing? Doing very well. Uh, glad to be here. Glad to see you. Yeah. How are your sons? Uh, Gabe's doing good. You know, just in September, he took over the lead pastor in the Los Edois Church, and it was yeah. so funny. He was crying the blues. He goes, he goes, Dad, first, first year as lead pastor, and we're in a room doing online, you know, live stream. He goes, this was not what I imagined as my yeah. first Easter, but it went well. Um, he's doing a great job freed me up to do a lot more things that I'm passionate about. Eric uh, is doing really well music-wise. He's signed with Aliento. That's the biggest uh, Latino uh, wow. recording. And he's producing music, and uh, it's That's really going awesome. for him as well. Yeah. And then um, was it his daughter or Gabe's daughter that's also in doing music? Yeah, G Gabe's daughter, Sayen, she produced her first album at 18 years of age. That's so and, cool. uh, you know, it's on Spotify as well. And so we're, I'm just surrounded by Levites, you know, by musicians everywhere. I want to come back to um, how everyone is health-wise, but just to give the background of the story, so what year did you go to Santiago, Chile? So it was 44 years ago in, in 77, we, the day after our first wedding anniversary, we took off for a two-year commitment that uh, lingered a bit. Yeah, two-year commitment. But I remember a story, I think you told me, you were barely, just became a Christian recently when that happened, right? Oh, when we decided to go down there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was actually, it was a Sunday night service. Back in those days, there was a Sunday night service, you know. And there was a missionary from Japan talking there. And we were on the back row. And because we had heard missionaries are really boring, you know. And we were, <laughs> <laughs> and back then it was the slideshows, you know, and the yeah, slides. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, she goes, you know, I want people to uh, pray and somebody's being called here. And I bowed my head. And since I hadn't grown up in the church, I'd written myself off going, man, all these kids that grew up in the church are going to go forward and and nobody went forward how long had you been so, a christian uh, uh about a year about a year okay so a yeah. year and then this missionary is talking yeah and so she ends and she goes somebody here is being called and we're going to pray again and so i bow my head again no clue and all of a sudden my heart starts pounding and i go no wow and I made this real spiritual prayer i mean you know i came out of <laughs> the opposite of church life i said okay i'll go forward if you yeah. promise no one will laugh at me and because i thought people would go who is this you know ex-druggy gonna go to the mission field you know and right. obviously nobody laughed you know and and then six months later i was on the way to san jose bible college back then and uh, so that person kind of connected you to the college and then that's 
that's the dominoes. Actually, it was the youth pastor back then who was, and I go, my definition of a good youth pastor is he's always in trouble with the elders. Right. And so, (laughs) so, you know, and he ended up uh, transitioning and becoming a professor. And so I actually joined him down there a year later. Oh, really? Okay. So you're on the mission field and you had Gabe and Eric on the mission field, right? We had all, and Heidi, Heidi's the oldest, our daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we had all four children on the mission field. Wow. And so Gabe is now a pastor where you started. I, I, that's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Eric's now doing a Spanish album in Chile. Right. Yeah. Oh, how cool. What's Heidi is Heidi also involved somehow. Yeah, very, you know, they have their own coffee business as well. That's Jake right, and I've I, been there. Uh, it's coffee culture and mm-hmm. and going through crazy times right now. Everything's shut down. But but he has become known as the number one roaster in all of Chile. Yeah. And so he, he does things well. And Heidi still, she was uh, on Friday night. She was on our live stream singing. And so our whole family is just still really involved in ministry. I just... I'm so thankful, so blessed. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, I was there, I think, in the year 2001 or two. No. Yeah, when the tsunami and when the earthquake, right? Yeah, no, it was 2010, I think. Oh. Okay. When was the tsunami? Yeah, 2010, yeah. Okay, yeah. so it was right there. And then I have had um, your sons to my house. Your son, um, Eric's led worship for... First Street Church at the time it was Valley Friends Church, and then we yeah. were supposed to get together on March like 13th, and the whole world went crazy. And like all of a sudden, our school shut down, um, my job shut down, everything shut down on that day that we were supposed to get together. And yeah. you're on a plane flying back to Santiago like the next day, right? Yeah, because yeah, I mean, I was I had a whole month of speaking engagements lined up. And they just started canceling one after another. And then yeah. Kathy goes, they're going to shut Chile down. You're not going to get in. And you're yeah. going to be stuck with nothing to do in the U.S., you know. And so <laughs> I got on a plane and headed home. Yeah, I heard so many stories. People were, like, hours away from, like, being shut, like, locked into that country, wherever they were. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Okay, so how is Santiago, Chile? Is everybody healthy? What's the, what is the yeah. pandemic like there? there's about 8,000 people that have the virus. Uh, The amount of deaths is about 1%. So it's not, not real high. We have curfews at night, uh, 10 o'clock until five in the morning. Uh, Nobody can be on the streets. Uh, Certain areas where it's higher, uh, they have actually quarantined and nobody can go in and out. And what's interesting, it's the upper class because they had traveled so much. And so the virus is actually more active in the upper class than it is in some of the, the more rural areas or lower class areas. That's fascinating. Yeah. I would have, I would have guessed it would have been rampant in areas where people are just, um, sanitary issues, but that's not the case. Yeah. It's because the people hadn't been exposed to it, you know, and then they started, you know, limiting travel and, and they're pretty good about social distance and different things. Not like some of the countries that we're working in. It's just crazy. The whole idea of social distance just does not fly, you know? Yeah. So I wanted to ask you that. So you've worked in Iraq and uh, 
Kazakhstan. No, is that right? Uh, Sierra Leone. Uh, we've been in Afghanistan, uh, Morocco. Yeah, we've been in a lot of places. So have you uh, kept in contact? How are they all doing? Oh, yeah. 2003, we originally took the first team in the year of the war. And we've had Chilean workers there ever since. Uh, one exciting thing is uh, about six months ago, the government, for the first time in over 20 years, gave us a legal license to meet in Kurdistan, you know, the northern part of Iraq, legally. I right. mean, it's just it's a miracle. We're a legal church in a Muslim country. So it's pretty, pretty exciting. And we have a, this is a crazy thing. One of our Chilean gals, single, was over there basically running everything. And one of our, our workers, uh, he was actually originally from Cameroon, worked in our, with our team in Sierra Leone. They started a romance by Facebook. I mean, okay. yeah, Facebook and FaceTime ended up falling in love. So uh, they came to Chile. I got to perform the wedding, and they're heading up the work in Kurdistan. You know, just happens like that all the time. You know, normal. Oh, you know? So, but they're doing a great job. Great job over there. The believers are growing. We've actually going to start a training institute over there. Sierra Leone is the whole social distancing issue. There, you know, we work in the in the villages, and just the whole concept of of being apart. Uh, it didn't work, and and Ebola was a giant mess there several years ago. It killed thousands and thousands because of the same reason. So they are a little bit more careful now, but the work there is going incredible. That's just turning into a church planning movement in yeah. Sierra Leone. It's amazing. Have you so have you contacted them since the virus? Is anybody? Um... Yeah, I'm on. I'm on with them weekly. You know, and in Sierra Leone, this is very interesting. It's there is only like six cases at this time. It's just amazing. I don't know. Well, they put in a lot of uh, lockdown rules because of the disaster of Ebola, you know, and so I think they've learned somewhat of, of how at least not traveling from one village to another. And yeah. so things so far have going, gone well. They're, it's a disaster uh, economically for them, food-wise. It's, it's just a disaster in Sierra Leone. And then Northern Iraq, have they experienced the pandemic? Yeah, it's higher there. And they, they have total lockdown there. I mean, just total lockdown. Uh, because I think of what happened in Iran. Iran is just, they've had just a tremendous amount of, of infections and deaths. And so I think Northern Iraq responded quickly. And, you know, I, I sent a video out. I mean, the, a drone flying over a city of a million three hundred thousand and not a soul on on the street it's crazy so it's interesting why, how it hits and, and where it's flowing through it's it seems like is it basically just travel i mean is that where it seems to be hitting most i i think that's where it all got started you know and yeah. then once once it's in you know i i also send this thing there was this all these uh, mouse traps with ping pong balls on it, you know, and they drop one ping pong ball on it and it, they just all start going off. I think it's, unless you, you know, just are really careful and stay yeah. home, you're going to be in big trouble. Yeah. I think in the U S right now, there's this, um, this movement of, of reopen because they, at first they really um, 
stopped it, right? I mean, some, some cities didn't, but where it stopped, it stops it from moving. And then everyone's like, well, this is stupid. There's not an yeah. issue. Why did we stop? Yeah. And then because that ping pong effect didn't happen. And so you get this other side that's angry that we shut down everything because now the country, you know, it's just, it's a mess. You have to bring it all back to life again. Yeah, it's great. I, I know everybody's just, just wants to get things rolling again for the economy. But if you right. do it too soon, you're gonna, we're going to be doing this again before we want to. Yeah, I get most of my news off of sports radio, so it's probably not the most accurate, but they, they're like, we have to start, and yeah, there'll probably be waves of it kind of ramping up again, because, you know, the whole key, I think, though, was not to overload the hospitals all at one time. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone's going to have to have some kind of antibody to it, right, after a while. Yeah, I would, yeah. I I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Well, this is kind of a good news interview. So in the midst of all this and in the midst of a crazy world and a world where we're both, you're in Chile and we're here obviously in the U.S., um, we're both experiencing the same thing. What are some of the just cool stories, stuff happening that in the midst yeah. of it? Well, I'm, we're really blessed, like I said. I mean, my son's a pastor now. Uh, I have a family full of musicians. We all live together. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I've been yeah. to your house. The same house. Yeah. Now it's on a piece of property. Have uh -huh. you, you haven't been? Have you been on the new? We bought an acre of land. Well, when I was there, it had like it was this massive building with like four sections for each. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's it. it. Yeah. yeah. That it was yeah. really cool. Like you designed it yourself, right? Yeah. When <laughs> it was so funny before, you know, because it's made out of walls that are stand-up walls and so you cut in the windows later and some of the neighbors had heard that i was a pastor and the, the rumor got out i was building an ark because it had no windows <laughs> yeah it kind of looked like an ark it just was a square yeah. <laughs> yeah so but now that we have windows but yeah and so this you know we since you've been here we built my dad was going to come and live with us okay and so we had we built a guest house it actually was my dad's house and uh, he ended up not making it. He passed away, but he was 98 years old. So okay. he had a wonderful life. So his uh, guest house is now our studio. Nice. That is awesome. So this, this is where everything takes place, you know, five, six days a week. And so, so you, it, have a you know, we just leave it set up. You have a studio, and yet it looks like you're holding an iPhone up in front of you right now. Is that what you're doing? Uh, yes. Um, because uh, I, this is about as techy as I get. <laughs> yeah. All that equipment you just panned to, and you're holding a phone out in front of you. <laughs> well, I, they did offer. I said, no, I, I think I can handle it this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. No, that's good. This is good, actually. I like See, that's the, have you been watching? I don't know. Do you get like Jimmy Fallon and stuff down there? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen, I haven't watched it. I like him. Yeah, he's, he's pretty, doing it all like in his home and he has his wife. It's, his wife's holding an iPhone and filming him. And I'm like, <laughs> I get it. Like you just kind of put it together. But I'm, I'm thinking, wouldn't, couldn't you have certain equipment shipped of this billion dollar corporation that you're in? Yeah. And sometimes he's doing an interview and it's bouncing all over the place because he's walking around. And I'm just thinking, 
I don't understand, but I, I still yeah. like it. So maybe it's working because the the personal touch of it. Yeah, spontaneous kind of stuff going yeah. on. Feels yeah. like you're a part of it. Okay, so what's it like to be a missionary in the midst of something like this? Um, well, yeah, you know me. <laughs> I, I this is like I'm in jail. You know, I yeah. I love being out with the people. I mean. You know, down in Iloka where the tsunami hit, you know, we built a hundred houses after, yeah. after that. I mean, my passion, you know, I'm, I was supposed to be in Sierra Leone soon, then on to Iraq. Uh, and so everything is just like, what? I, I have to be here? Yeah. You know, yeah. this is like crazy. But, you know, in another sense, it's it's been good to be with family. Uh, uh, on Sunday night, uh, it was uh, Noah's, uh, Eric's sons, and he wanted to play poker. So we had a poker night, you know, and just the guys. And, and we went, man, we haven't done this for years, you know. And you just get so involved in so many other things. And so it's really brought us back to doing some fun things. We had a, we had a soccer game that day. And. And so it's, it's been fun in, in, in that sense, but, and because of social media, I, it's been great. I've been able to connect with our churches in Ecuador and Peru, you know, and I'm, and again, I'm, I'm linked in with Kurdistan all of the time and with Sierra Leone. Yeah. So have you ramped that area up? Is that where you've seen like in the midst of this coming out of this, you're probably going to be stronger in this kind of connection this way. Totally, totally. Even, you know, even here in Chile, we're, we're thinking about recording, you know, like once a week uh, for special things for Tuesdays and Thursday nights where we don't encourage people, you know, to come into the church building, but a lot of people are just really enjoying this, you know? And so I, you know, you know, in, uh, in in Genesis 50, where Joseph was talking to his brothers and said, you know, what you meant for evil, God has turned into good. Yep. I, I see it this way. Man, I, I, we're in a lot more homes than we would be on a Sunday morning. And during the week, we have a ton of people. And, and now they're sending it out to other unchurched people. I, yeah. You know, I think, I think God's going to use this for his glory. Yeah, I agree. It's it's something's happening with within this. Um, I interviewed a, a my pastor Matthew Cork yesterday. Our normal services are, are like five thousand, and the reach now is twenty two thousand of how many Amazing. going into. And then the church I started in Clovis, um, that church, man, they're just they're killing it because they have this really just personal um, touch with Facebook Live to where they were running probably 200 and now like every weekend it goes up over 1800. It's just, wow. I think it's being shared more. More people are, 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 um, more people are talking in the service. Like when I go on to yours, you know, I'm talking to you, I'm saying hi, people are yeah. talking and they're able to communicate and they feel like they have more of a voice in the conversation. And I think what happens is that shift is they're then empowered to be a voice into their their communities it's yeah. cool I yeah love it. You know, <laughs> in, in in this area where you know, where we live you know I, I sent out invitations because there's about 80 homes in this area and i sent out invitations you know i'm going you guys know my life but uh, you know i don't push anything but a number of the 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 neighbors wrote 
you know, you're one of the greatest families that we have. Thank you for opening your church to us. And so it's been great. Yeah, that's awesome. So do you think the mission world, because I know the church world's changing. Well, how do you think the mission world will be different after this? Yeah, I, I'm even watching because, you know, like I said, we, we're officially a, a, a church in Iraq now. So we have, we have uh, a Facebook with our church name on it. And we have people from Baghdad. We have people from, I mean, all over the place uh, asking questions. Some of them uh, obviously, obviously giving rebuttals, which is perfect as well, yeah. you know, yeah. dialogue and talking and everything. But yeah, I see this just opening up into areas where we would have never had access before. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a, people person you know and so i miss uh being in church with all of the people and i can't wait for that first sunday it's going to be crazy hopefully the scare is completely gone because you, yeah. you know you've been down here everybody kisses and hugs and and yeah. just goes crazy you know and so yeah. uh if they're going to have us practice social distance distancing when we're back in the church that's not going to be fun, but no, it'll be great to come together again and celebrate as well. You'll probably have to all wear masks when you're kissing or something. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think you're right. Oh man, that that's interesting because there's certain cultures that are much more touchy. Huh. Oh yeah, that'll be interesting. In, yeah. um, for, forgive my ignorance. And up in the northern Iraq. What happened with um, Syria on the border and all that stuff? Is there any change? Because uh, the U.S. leave. Sorry. Yeah, it was it was wrong. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I have my definite opinions. Pulling out at that time right. was a tremendous mistake. Kurdistan is one of the U.S.'s greatest allies. They, I mean, I was I was in uh, Kurdistan when they caught Saddam Hussein. I was in country and literally it was a three day holiday. They danced in the streets with pictures of Bush and Blair and American flags, you know, and because I obviously I don't look, you know, I don't look Arab, you know, they were just right. hugging me and kissing me. And I said, Oh, I was so glad to help, you know, but I mean, to this day, you know, Mr. Bush, he is our father. And, and I've showed videos in the States of, of what took place those days. And they go, why don't you send that to a television station? And I go, because they wouldn't show it. You know, it's just, it's not what's politically correct at this time. But, but I, I mean, Kurdistan loves the US. They are eternally grateful for being saved from Saddam Hussein. I mean, he had a genocide program to yeah. wipe out the Kurds because they're not Arabs. They're from the ancient people group, the Medes. And so for him, it was like dishonoring to have non-Arabs in his country. And he wanted them all dead. And chemical bombs were used on them. I mean, wow. it's horrible what took place. And so, you know, I felt, I felt the Kurds go, I can't believe this is happening. We thought we had such an ally. It, it's, it was sad. We thought it would get worse. We actually thought, uh, some people thought that 
Turkey would take it advantage and invade yeah. into into northern Iraq. But luckily, that didn't happen. Yeah, that's why I'm asking because I I kind of followed some of that. By the way, are the Kurds going to have their own nation, or are they staying part of Iraq? <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> oh man, they had they tried a Brexit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what. What a disaster. I mean, I mean, it was 99% we want out. Baghdad invaded, closed all the airports. What year was that? Just, just last year. Oh, I mean, they wow. closed down everything. I, was, I couldn't get into the country through the airports. I mean, if they could be a nation, they would. I mean, yeah. they're the largest people group in the world that don't have a country. There's 40 million Kurds between northern Iraq, uh, Iran, Turkey, and Syria. That, that should be Kurdistan. Yeah. Uh, they have their own map, you know. Is there and, oil there? Is that why no one's letting them loose? Yeah, there's oil, yeah. especially in near, near our city where we work. Um, I mean, that's Kirkuk what it's all about. Huge. If yeah. there was nothing there, they'd be like, sure. Although, man, I mean, I feel so sad for the Kurds. They're, they're just hated. They're surrounded uh, by countries that hate them, you know. And if they were to declare independence, they'd just be invaded and wiped out. I mean, okay, so just, that's my question. And, again, it's just because I, I didn't hear anything more about it. I know we left, and everyone thought Turkey was going to take over. And then yeah. I didn't hear another word. I don't even know what happened. I, I'm I'm hoping underground, uh, the US, U.S. said keep your hands off the Kurds. I'm hoping, probably, and I'm yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that there's still some kind of base over there or something. I oh yeah yeah there I, there's I, still an alliance, but I mean I think I think the Kurds really had hoped by now they would be a country. Um, but it, it is, at least in northern Iraq, it is considered like a semi-autonomous region. So they do have quite a bit of, of freedom and they have their own parliament and they have a, a lot of things. But you know when something, when they cross the line, everything yeah. starts happening again. And I love that there's a church there. I mean, who would have thought, yeah. right? That's yeah. pretty amazing. So. Well, we keep praying for that. I really took a right turn there because I just, I was like, I remember so much with that area, but I don't know what happened with it. So if I was just to um, kind of move this forward. What's the next phase for you, for your family, for the mission? Yeah, well, the, for me, you know, we have, we have two, we have Ibero American ministries, but we also, because we work in closed countries, we have another organization that's called End to End neighbors to nations waging peace in a broken world and so i'm i'm really a pusher for that as well in closed countries my passion to this day is to mobilize a thousand latinos into the muslim world or at least the least reached people groups in the world and so i'm passionate about that uh you know gabe is doing an excellent job he, he occasionally lets me preach now and then and uh, <laughs> so i still have a place here i'm, I'm like co-pastor but he's the lead pastor now and it's doing an excellent job which is freeing me up to do what i'm passionate about i 
I have fallen in love with Muslims, uh, and and that doesn't go over well. Well, sometimes you know, some people just say you know they're all terrorists, and it's just so sad. It's just like anything else. There's a percentage of bad people in every culture, and yeah. but most of them want to live in peace. They want to have good education, health, and be able to feed their families just like the rest of us. Well, it's funny. I was reading this morning just in my own time of, of, of reading the Bible. I was in Ephesians chapter 3 in the middle when the whole world is just totally stunned that the gospel, Jesus Christ, would be for the Gentiles. They're like, no, yeah. never in the history <laughs> of the world has that been the case. And exactly. all of a sudden you're saying that that's open to us? No. And the Gentiles couldn't believe it, and the Jews couldn't believe it, but it happened. So take that uh, as an encouragement that even though the whole world may not think that could ever happen, we're on the cusp of something great happening. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I was I was talking to a brother, and he and you know he drew out the whole Ro Roman Empire, and then he then he showed Galilee, you know, in this little corner of the world, and it took over the world. Christianity transformed the Ro Roman Empire. And I believe Christianity is going to do that in Islam as well. I believe it with all my heart. Dude, I love it. What, how can people support you? Websites, financial, what's the stuff that we can do? Yeah, if you can, again, we're, we're on the IAM. It's IAMweb.org, Ibero-American Ministries. You can click down there and, and Kathy and I are on that forgiving. Uh, it can be specified for specific things. If you want it for Muslim outreach, I will spend every cent on that. <laughs> and again, um, if you wanted to help out in Sierra Leone, we have desperate needs for food at this time in the villages. Again, just amazing things that are happening. We actually um, went to an event that was called Finishing the Task uh, a year and a half ago that was at Saddleback. And we adopted five of the least reached people groups in the world. And one of them was in Sierra Leone. It's the, they're called BOM. And uh, we went in there. We met them. We found them. We dug a well for them with a Chilean team. And so we are now engaged in one of the last people groups that need to be reached. So awesome. exciting things. Yeah. That is so awesome. I will put that when I post this. Uh, both on YouTube and Facebook. I'll put it in the notes, uh, the website, and great. support you right there. That's so great. I was planning on visiting you guys in July. Everything was moving forward, and then the whole world <laughs> crashed. So yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what's happening with it. The, the group that does it is supposed to be meeting again soon, but it's going to be pushed. So I'd probably hopefully – Hopefully later this year, if not next summer, but we will be there soon, me and my, my daughter. Well, it'll try to make it when it's nicer weather than around September, October, so, beautiful weather. So the shift is, uh, July is winter? Yeah, you would have okay. come down in cold I'm, time. I'm so. an idiot. I'm so <laughs> So July is winter, so I want to come later in the year. Okay, yeah. and what about Sierra Leone? Which is the best time of year to like when you go there? Uh... It's always, yeah, there's only a rainy season there, but it's always, it's always nice there. You know, it's a little more okay. humid sometimes, but it's a, it's a beautiful place to go. Iraq, if you like dry heat, 
It's your guys' summer. It's about 120 degrees dry. You know, I don't know how many times I've tried to get a group that would go over there because I know that you have this ministry and they're like, no, we can't go there. <laughs> where do you, so where do you land and how is it not, how safe is it? Cause you tell me how safe it is and nobody believes me. Okay. I, 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 some of the, let's see. There are some areas in California that are so much more dangerous than <laughs> our city. I promise you, I would go to go to our city in a in an instant yeah. before I would go to some of the places in, in in California. You guys are dangerous there. You got way too many guns, <laughs> shooting people. You know, we like our guns. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a city of a million three hundred thousand. So we fly into Istanbul, Turkey beautiful okay. airport and then directly into our city there's an international airport and i walk the streets any hour of the day i you i, I need no guards i don't need anything okay i will it's, try and, i will try and convince the group to come with me and make this happen <laughs> i have had people so afraid and afterwards go we repent we we <laughs> thought we would die and that all these people were going to cut our heads off, you know, and yeah. now they have beautiful friends there. The imagery that the U.S. gets of that particular area is, is not good. We don't, we don't yeah. ever see anything good, so yeah, it's a bit rough. I will say, so I've been on, uh, I've tried to go on a mission trip every year most of my life, so I've been to a lot of places. The only places where I walked out of a house and gunshots were, took, were going off this one street over from us, where I had to like get my group down and like wait for the, the police. It was in Watts, LA. So <laughs> I told you, see, and I'm not saying anything about Watts. If you're watching, maybe it's way better now, but it was about 10 years ago. And I go, okay, back in the house, back in the house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, I love you, man. I, uh, I love your ministry. I've, I'm glad we've stayed in touch. I will be visiting you soon. And the next time you're in the States, uh, we'll make that happen. The coffee, <laughs> the coffee date will happen. But I really appreciate what you're doing, praying for you guys, watching everything that you're doing. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. It's been great to connect again. Yeah. Good to see you.